when we made the transition to 99 pod i said we was bringing everybody back he's bringing zay and zach back but also we bringing back factor cap is coming with us on this show and if you've been rocking with us you know exactly what factor cap is that's one of our favorite games on the show where we'll read a couple statements couple whether it be bold regular statements and we have to decipher whether that statement is fact meaning is true or cap meaning is false and if we say cap we gotta put on our caps and that's just how we do it so we might as well get right to it nba nfl is going down fact the cap is back and we might as well begin with our first topic ben simmons is the most overrated player in the nba is that fact or is that cap and um i'm gonna begin i'm gonna go ahead and say fact i'm gonna say fact this is a close one my nominees for this particular one was draymond green christoph porzingis and ben simmons that was my final three but ben simmons i'm gonna say he is and the reason why is because when you have comparisons to that of lebron james and you just fall from that think about his rookie season when he won rookie of the year like that seems like a long time ago a long long time ago and um you look at him now and just everything with the nets he looks out of sync he hasn't played a game in a couple years so i'm going to give him some leeway but this was a, there was a time where people were saying that he should come and play for the Nets in the playoffs. Game four against the Boston Celtics. Imagine. Look at him now. Imagine him playing in the playoffs. My man's would have had no back. He would have had no back. He would have been playing the rest of his career without a back. Okay. But the reality is him and Nick Claxton, I think, is an issue. And I knew it was going to be an issue going into this year. Because you can't have a big that can't shoot along with Ben Simmons. When you look at these stats right here, the offensive rating sits at 100.7. And the problem with that is Claxton has been playing well. He was one of my nominees for a breakout season. So he's running the rim, right? He's, he's defending. He's, he's blocking shots, right? But you can't bench him. So you got to figure that out. And another thing with Ben Simmons is the aggressiveness. Not the aggressiveness to score, but the aggressiveness penetrate to get those guys open looks and to get assists he's not really doing that now in the game last night against the Mavs he had a great block at the end of the game or excuse me a, a great steal but at the same time listen I can't argue he's the most overrated player in the NBA today until we see otherwise so I'm gonna go fact there yeah no you know I'm definitely going fact I've been to Ben Simmons I'll, I'll say I'm a Ben Simmons hater sure I've been a Ben Simmons hater since he's been in the league you know and i think that's something that his first year was great to see you know but after that when he first fully played i mean then after that he has not improved in the nba at all and these guys he was getting all nba praise all nba the first team defense praise he was getting all-star praise he was getting oh this guy could be a star of the team he could be a good leader team to the promised land they were even saying he was more viable than joel Embiid on the 76ers and I'm like, there's no, this guy's not, not what you think he is. You know, this guy has the, he plays the same every single season. It's been six years. He has yet to um, improve his game at all. He does the same thing every time. He has a full off season. You tell me he can't develop a mid-range jumper. He can't shoot the three. It has been, he, he is paid to do this. And then on top of that, he gets a, a contract, uh, um, I think a, the rookie extension, for 30 million a year. 
and then the guy doesn't show up like he it doesn't make any sense like he doesn't want to work you know and i think when you comes to the brooklyn nets team i'm like he's not going to do which i think he's going to do i have people telling me he's going to make this nets team a great defensive team he's going to be the best defender on the nets he hasn't done anything the last couple games he got fried by Giannis, zion luca john Morant, pascal siakam and the list is it's only increasing because it's the beginning of the season who else did they give um ben simmons a 40 point um 40 point game it's getting ridiculous at this point because ben simmons is the best defender so that means he's guarding the best player on the opposing team he's getting fried by everybody fried in the perimeter fried in the interior what else can he do he does man just can't do anything it's a fact he is the most overrated player in the nba i know i mentioned draymond green as one of my candidates and i know it may send some shock waves through a lot of people's antennas but the reason why i say so is because i just think his success hinges on the situation that he's in playing alongside steph curry hall of famer and an offense that's able to kind of use his skill sets and what he could bring to the table and make it more useful and valuable to that particular team whereas if you were to play for a lot of other teams in the nba i like the boston idea that you threw at me so i think if he went to boston he will have similar success but you can't throw him on you know hypothetically the jazz and he'll be you know that same guy so yeah he's up there and chris stops the unicorn remember we was calling him a unicorn man's disappeared just like unicorns do maybe he is one anyway let's move on to the next one that we have here on fact the cap and that is russell westbrook is the scapegoat to a bigger lakers issue zay is that fact the cap Oh, uh, for me, it's a fact. I think, you know, the Lakers weren't built to be shooters. They put a lot of guys who slash, a guy who defend. And even last season, when they did put shooters around them, nobody showed up. They was all hurt. Trevor Reza, Ken Bazemore, Carmelo Anthony. The only guy that was really playing was Carmelo Anthony out the, out the list of shooters that they added to that Lakers team. And they weren't really doing much. You know, they had good years and then fell off once they got to the Lakers. I think Russell Russell being on the team, it's easier to blame him because he's a guy who his whole career has not shot the ball well. He's a guy who drives to the paint primarily. And he's a guy who needs the ball in his hand. He's not a guy who sits around and waits for the ball to get to him. He needs the ball in his hand to make things happen. But the Lakers knew that when they went after him. LeBron knew that when they went after him. It's just unfortunate that LeBron and AD are not playing to the level that they were when they were going for the championship for the NBA Finals in the bubble. AD especially, he's a guy who's been hurt. He's injury riddled. Um, he had one healthy season probably in his career. And then after that, he started getting hurt year by year. And it's getting disgusting because he's the guy who's supposed to be taking over on the Lakers. He's the one that's supposed to be showing up, not Westbrook, not LeBron. It's supposed to be AD's team, LeBron and Westbrook, get everybody else in line to make sure they win games. Not happening. So I think they do put paint Westbrook as the um, scapegoat for the Lakers. I'm going to go cap here. I'm going to go cap as I could get my cap on real quickly here. I ain't going to mess up with my hair. I just got it done. And that joint was expensive. So I'm going to just show you my cap right now. I'm going to go cap. And the reason why I'm going to go cap is not because what you said was wrong. The Lakers have a lot of issues, right? That's like beyond Russell. So I guess you could say that's a fact. But the reason why I got this cap on is because when you're Russell Westbrook and Darvin Ham is trying to do his best to find you a role how you can contribute to this offense or this team in general right that's that's a bad look when we are trying to find and we can't even find a role for you like what's the next role warming up the seats giving out the waters like think about it Derek Rose we was able to find him a role once he left 
what he was a dominant nba player right one of the best point guards in the league at one point we found him a role on our new york knickerbockers right coming off the bench and being a leader ver verbally and basically what he does on the floor right we found him a role and he was good at his role he's still good at his role especially that first year we bought him and we made that playoffs right another guy Carmelo Anthony we found him a role right um with the Lakers with the Rockets just shooting threes right so we came to find Russell Westbrook a role that's a bad look and like I said adaptation is what you need to survive so I'm gonna go cap here let's move on to the next one Russell Wilson's airplane workout never happened and this is a PR move conspiracy theory alert Zay, talk to me. I'm gonna go like, cap or hoodie because I don't got a hat, a hat right now. So, but I think you know with uh, Russell Wilson, I think you know he's he's just somebody who's trying his hardest to get on the football field, even when he's hurt. You know, this guy clearly hurt. His arm is not where it's at. He said he's taking shots every week to make sure he could throw in football pain free. Um, you know, the hamstring injury was another thing where he was trying to play through it. Nathaniel Hackett shut it down immediately. Um, you know, I just think this guy is really trying to do his best to get on the football field. It's just that doing high knees on a plane is crazy for eight hours. That's just bananas. I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking. But I, I know his mind is focused and locked in to winning football games. But eight hours of high knees is crazy to hear about. I was laughing every time I hear that. That's fun. I'm going to go cap. Cap. The reason why I say cap is because Wilson Wilson is an extra dude. Like, he's just so extra. And it's like. He operates like a robot it's like bro you're not that dude bro you're not him you're just not no matter how you try to slice it and dice it like it, it's just funny to me because they suck right now he suck right now and them high knees is not gonna help you bro you know what i'm saying it's just not gonna help you so you can do as much high knees as you want okay it was impressive for four hours of the eight hour flight or whatever that's that's impressive i can't even do five right you know what i'm saying but at the same time my brother stop being extra okay just just stop all the commercials walking in with the pre-game outfit posting on our twitter the danger it's this and that talking in the huddle by himself man this is a weirdo it is what it is i'm going cap here let's move on to the next one that we have here on the agenda the 49ers will complete the season sweep over the rams zay is that fact the cap I think it's a fact. I think the 49ers team is primed to just break open the NFC West and take it over. You know, I think they are absolutely going to um, beat the Rams. I just think the Rams team is not all together right now. Their running game is abysmal. It's horrible. Uh, and it just, it, it, I mean, it's been like that. But right now, it's really, really bad. And even when Cam Makers don't want to come back and play for them, that's so you know there's something going on over there. They, they don't want to pass it to Allen Robinson. Um, you know, I think that he had a good game. I think it was last week or two weeks ago, I forgot. But uh, after that, he's it's just been the Cooper Cup show. And it's just weird. Like, does Cooper Cup have to not play in order for Stafford to find somebody else? It's weird to say the least. But, um, you know, yeah, I think it's a fact. I think the uh, 49ers are going to demolish the Rams next show. I'm going to go with a fact, too, because it's a fact. The Rams are trash, right? We know that. I mean, I don't know if Vance Jefferson getting activated off of IR. I'm not sure if we're going to play or not to be active, but even then, you know, maybe it may help the office a little bit because he could stretch the field vertically, but still, the 49ers got the Rams number. Like I said before, the NFC Championship game was a calm effort and example of luck. Okay, how luck could actually help you out. Matthew Stafford threw a game-ending interception that my guy 
um, Pop Todd, I call him, right? Because I can't never pronounce his name. Pop Todd dropped wearing gloves in a dome. Okay, that's the reason why they won that game. The 49ers really, really own the Rams. They're more physical. They're more dominant in the trenches. They beat them in all aspects of the game. The coaching, right? You think Sean McVay's a a, 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 a guru? No, he's not a guru. Cal Shanahan can outcoach the guy. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the 49ers, even though I'm not all in with the 49ers, y'all. Even with CMC. Watch out for Seattle. Seattle, Gino. Gino. They ain't playing. They might just win the whole thing. Who knows? Anyway, let's move on to the next one. And the last one that we have of fact the cap. Actually, we got two more. Speed up the tempo. Or the one in four 76ers. The most disappointing team in the NBA right now. Is that a fact or cap? And I'm gonna go with Cap. I never was high on that team from the jump. I wasn't like Zach and Zay who said they was gonna win or participate in the NBA Finals. I wasn't that crazy. I wasn't going there. <laughs> but the reality is the the 76ers are playing bad. They transition defense is terrible. Okay, we already know they have a slow pace. A slow pace. They actually have the slowest pace in the NBA over the last six years. When you operate slow. That's less possessions for your offense to score and put up points. So they got to turn it up a notch, and I'm not sure they can. Look at their starting lineup. That's not a starting lineup meant to produce speed and just up temponess. So, yeah, I'm going to go cap. And the reason why I'm going to go cap because the team that I do think is the most disappointing is your Brooklyn Nets, right? And the reason why is because even though Ben Simmons was coming off of that layoff, I just never knew he would look this bad to start. And I'm starting to see. A little bit of what he left us with the unconfidence right we see Kyrie Irving shoot it Ben like the guys passing up wide open dunks and shots again I thought he would have came out with a little bit more confidence playing alongside two all-stars okay he came and do it then and beat is not there anymore y'all and B I said and be this and be that they sharing the same real estate he ain't there no more bro mm -hmm. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving is there and look what's happening with them. So they have been disappointed because they played no defense whatsoever. And we kind of knew that, but we thought they would be improved. I'm going to go cap as the Brooklyn Nets for me. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go fact with the, the fifth quarter film, 76ers. I thought adding P.J. Tucker would have gave them better defense with Tybo on the court. I thought, you know, James Harden will be that aggressive guy he once was with he showed the first couple games, but they're not winning games on a defensive end, which is really hindering them. I thought Montrezl Harrell was a great pickup, thinking that he would contribute on that bench. He hasn't. And, um, you know, this team is just not complete. You know, they're not playing full basketball. Uh, and um, Joel Embiid himself, he's not playing the best of his capabilities at mid-season form. So right now, I'll have to say the Philadelphia 76ers are the most disappointing team in the NBA right now. Daniel Jones has shown he should be a part of the Giants' long-term plans. Is that a fact to cap, Zay? All right, y'all. Everyone settle in. Sit down. Because what I'm about to say... Is fact. Daniel Jones does deserve to be in a long-term plans, and here's why. We're, we're seeing an unlocked game from Daniel Jones, and that's consistency. On a week-to-week -week basis, the guy has been consistent under new play caller, under new coaching staff, not a brand new uh, elite receiver. You know, Barkley's back, and we love to hear that, but their team is pretty much the same. Even their offensive line, they added um, uh, Neil, right? They, they added some guys on the offensive line. They're actually one of the better offensive lines in the NFL today based upon pro football focus. So there's a lot of different things here 
where you're seeing the tangibles of what Daniel Jones can do for this offense and what he's able to give them in productivity. Now his numbers line line up exactly with Jalen Hurts. And this guy doesn't have a star receiver. He doesn't have even a wide receiver too, if we're being honest. This guy's if you put a great receiver in the Giants offense and then Daniel Jones doesn't produce, then you can say get rid of this guy. But we have yet to see Daniel Jones with a receiver one. Give this man a wide out one and see what he can do. Right now, they don't really have nobody. His best receiver he had on his team since he was playing was Galladay, Sterling Shepard. You want to say Contavious Tony that just got traded to the Chiefs when he played two games? You know, they, they didn't really have guys. Right now, Slayton is his best receiver. So give this guy a wide receiver one. Put this guy, put that on the team and see what he can do with a good wide receiver one. But right now, I say he should be a part of that long-term goals because once Dable became the head coach of this team, we saw an unlocked version of his game and we're liking what we're seeing from Danny Jones right now. I'm going to go ahead and agree and say fact, but it's not like Daniel Jones is just this transcendent talent. He's managing the game and Brian Dable has been very cautious with Daniel Jones, right? They utilize Saquon Barkley a lot a heavy dose of saquon barkley you know what i'm saying to you know to heal the offense a, a dose of saquon to heal the offense along with the utilization of the scramble and daniel jones ability to scramble which is there's a lot of value in that when a guy can scramble and make plays your offensive line don't have to be great now pro football focus must be drunk when they came out with that that um stat that shows they wanted the best in the league because they they middle of the pack they're not as bad as they were they improved but they still not middle of the pack and or they still are middle of the pack but not upper echelon and the main reason why they could be better than what they really are is because of the utilization of the scramble and daniel jones and brian dable's play calling to make sure that daniel jones don't take sacks don't fumble the ball you know some of the uncharacteristic things that we see from quarterbacks is something that has plagued him in his career the turnover issue a lot of thinking dunks a lot of get the ball out, right? And, and that's what you could ask for. They have one game-winning drops, right? I believe they had a couple. I think it was like five game-winning drops this year. Yup. And he only has 10 completions on those five game-winning drops. So it's not like he has took over the game. But last year, take a quarterback like Baker Mayfield for an example. Five opportunities for game-winning drops. Failed on all five. That's why he was running out of there. Because Cleveland saw that and say, this guy can't win me a game. But he could lose me a game. He could turn the ball over on a game-winning drive like he did in about three of those five, right? Or didn't convert on two of the five. So it's like, that shows me that I can't win with you. At least in Daniel Jones' case, you can make the argument, he's not winning them the games. But guess what? He ain't losing them the games. And you know what? You're winning games right now. Who knows? You may not be in a position to operate with any other quarterback in the future. Because you may be not in the draft, nowhere near in the draft this year, at least in the early part of the draft. So, yeah, I do agree. I'm going to go fact. Daniel Jones should be back on a long-term deal. Ladies and gentlemen, that conceals another segment of Fact to Cap. Society today, there is a lot of facts, but we all know there's a whole lot of cap. We'll be back after the break. Keep it locked.